on this episode of Two Beers Deep. We're going to sit down and talk a lot of fantasy football, uh, talk about some injuries over the weekend, as well as uh, Andrew Luck's retirement, which still has our heads spinning, which is insane to me. Um, go a little bit into college football, and at the halfway mark, we have a call from uh, Smalls, our college football analyst, and we'll see uh, what he's got planned for us today. Three, two, one, action. Podcast audio version. Obviously cut up for the gram and what it not be, but what's up, Greg? Not much, homie. How you doing? I am okay. I'm a human being. <laughs> which I would I would hope you're a human being, or else yeah. I'd be a little freaked out right now. Would I mean no would you be? I don't know. I have a beer with me, so I mean anything's possible now. What? You heard me. Okay. <laughs> you're progressively getting weirder the longer this show goes on. I mean, is that a bad thing? I I, I don't know. I'm not look. I'm not a doctor. Hey, a- anything to make people laugh and smile and have a good time, man. Yeah, I suppose so. I don't exactly know what just happened to the uh, to the video. Yeah, hmm. no clue. That's right. Ah, there we go. go. Um, but anyways, yeah. So obviously, big news over the weekend. Uh, some things that we obviously did not see coming. But let's start with the thing that we um, did see coming because it you know happened last night. We have a schedule. Steelers preseason game, Greg. Mm-hmm. The number ones were actually out there running and catching and throwing and kicking <laughs> football terms. Big football head. Very big football head. Um, yeah, I thought they looked good. I thought mm. the Steelers as a whole looked good across the board. I really wanted to see how their defense looked because I feel like the defense is always going to be the scapegoat going into the season no matter what. Yeah. And they look so fast, man. Like, yeah, they look it, really good. In the best way possible. The line looks like they are pressuring – all over the place. Yep. The line, seeing Devin Bush play in the middle of the field and covering tight ends down the seam is beautiful to see. Yeah, he's you, so much better than you your can, linebacker. You can definitely so tell much. he's a rookie because I remember the play where Jack, I think it was uh, Taylor LeJuan, just absolutely pancaked him on a uh, on a on a design run play. Yeah, he's definitely he's definitely got some growing to do, but on, on coverage times and rushing, he looked pretty good. But he still yeah, has I love he's got some baby steps to go along the way. Yeah, but I mean that you, you know that's going to happen. Like mm-hmm. I think he is light years ahead of the linebackers we've had in terms of how hopeful we are. Absolutely, except for Shazier, obviously. Um, but firmly, I, I think we are in a position to win, and, and I think it comes on the back of Bud Dupree. Primed for his best year ever. I, we're we're on the back of Cam Hayward, hopefully having his best year ever. I agree. I think Bud Dupree's biggest issue for the longest time has always been like when he rushes the passer, he always seems to overrun and never and always has to try to catch up to be yep. able to do it. And also the fact that for the longest time, the big knock on him was that he always had to drop back in coverage so much to help take up for a lot of the plays down the middle. Yeah. I think the fact that you're adding such a dynamic player in. Devin Bush, plus the fact that they're going to probably transition to a three-safety scheme, you're going to have Bud Dupree relied upon more to rush the passer, and I think that'll lead to an increased number in sacks. Well, and being across from Watt, who obviously Watt is is getting better with each year, being across from Watt helps Mm -hmm. a lot. Watt I'm a little nervous about because he's been injured for the beginning of the camp, and he didn't necessarily jump out 
all a couple of times, but I think he's slowly trying to get like his motor yeah, back. Yeah, I mean that dude. That dude. I he is one of the guys on the Steelers that I don't, I'm never worried about being in shape or being ready to play. Or, mm-hmm. or I'm never worried about him. Um, but you know, we played the Tennessee Titans. Obviously, we came out with the win. It's right. preseason, so we don't look too much into it. Um, but James Washington and Mason Rudolph, they seem to still have that connection Ooh. from Oklahoma. That was pretty state. That 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 touchdown was absolutely pretty and it wasn't even it was a ball that just went completely dropped over the cornerback and just fell right into his hands washington didn't even have to overplay it he just was right there a report came out today that the uh the touchdown that juju smith schuster had was supposed to be james washington's route but juju subbed him out so that route was supposed to be Juju's route, but mm-hmm. he let James take another rep, and then that happened. So now you don't, that, I don't really see Antonio Brown doing any of that. No, now that that's just great teamwork right there. Gotta love it. See, what, you made it. You made it. You made it sound corny. That's my job. It's <laughs> a very good point, actually. <laughs> um, anything else you want to talk about in the game? I, I think our O line is going to be the best in the league this year. Absolutely, D line looked awesome, and Skipper is. You think he'll make the team? Oh, he has to. I don't know. I feel like what? Well, no, because Ola got so many reps this offseason that, like, by the time he's healthy and stuff, I don't know if they're gonna keep Skipper and Ola on the team. To they be honest, to. yeah. I look at this team and I'm very intrigued by the fact that they are not gonna be extending any of their other guys who are due contracts. They're not extending Sean Davis. They're not extending Javon Hargrave. They're not extending Artie Burns. I like the fact that I wouldn't either, but I like the fact. Well, no, I said Bud Dupree. Oh, yeah, good point. I'm sorry. What did well, you think I said? I thought you said I wouldn't. Oh, okay. No, no, no. Bud Dupree is not getting an right. extension as well. I like the fact that the Steelers are essentially kind of forcing all of these playmakers to show up this year and actually earn their contracts. Yeah. I, I like it. that. I also, it's a very telling thing, too, because going into next year, they're going to have to pay Juju. They're going to have to play. T- they're going to have to pay James Conner. TJ, they can hold off a couple more years because they have the fifth-year option, but at the same time, it's very, very interesting that they're going to go into next season with so many guys who might not be here anymore. But it's a telling sign that they want to put that pressure on these guys to say that they earned that contract. Yeah, and I mean, I, at this point, those guys are the guys that have to earn the contract. Those guys have not been um, so amazing that we need to just instantly pay them and not think twice about it, in all honesty. So right. with it. Um, another big name, though, in that Steelers game I want to talk about is Josh Dobbs, Mason Rudolph. Uh, apparently, it seems to be a Mason Rudolph position to lose, despite the fact that Dobbs is still the number two, uh, technically. Um, where do you see yourself with the situation right now, Greg? I got to lean towards Rudolph, man. I know, you yeah. are, I know you are a Josh Dobbs boy. I know you love him, but just watching that game, Rudolph made one bad play, from what I can tell, which was a misread on James Washington's part as well, and yeah. it led to an interception. But Rudolph just looks like he has command of the offense, and I think he can. I would trust Rudolph to be able to win a game instead of Josh Dobbs. Yeah, Dobbs for me, it's it's the inconsistency in the passing game that really shoots him in the foot every single year. Mm-hmm. He shoots himself in the foot with the passing accuracy, and I don't think that Mason Rudolph is a starter in the NFL right now. Right. Obviously, I'm not saying Dobbs is, but it, it's shedding some light on the fact that Rudolph is going to be some kind of bridge between Ben and the next one. for Right. Me. I mean, I think when you're looking at a backup quarterback, you have to look at it from the case and standpoint. Forget development. Who could I plug in if Ben's not there and have the best chance to win? Yeah. And I really think Mason Rudolph provides that because Josh Dobbs, I think he tries to make plays when he doesn't have to. 
He's behind probably one of the best offensive lines in football. Well, when he gets to play, he's not really behind the best line. I I know, but he's extending plays too much when he doesn't necessarily need to. Yeah, but what I'm saying is in the preseason games, neither of them have had to be behind the best line. I feel like they've swapped guys out. That's true. But then looking at the fact that they didn't have to necessarily play behind one of the best offensive linemen, Rudolph looked like a much more capable backup quarterback than Dobbs did behind similar units. Much more makes me disagree with you. Okay. Saying much more capable. He looks more capable, mm-hmm. and we're splitting hairs at the end of the day, but I don't know. I think it'll be fine, and I think either way they go with it. I, I enjoy it. I mean, I, I I trust either one of these mm-hmm. quarterbacks going into it. It just depends who's better for the team. Maybe it's because I have a bad taste in my mouth because of the Oakland Raider game and just seeing Dobbs not necessarily trying to win but trying not to lose. I think yeah, that's well, I think that's why that's I have fair. that mindset. That's I mean, like, he definitely got in late of, and didn't practice with the first teams all week right. or anything like that. It was literally get in there. But that that's what the backup does is get in there. Right. That's kind of so. why I, I necessarily trust Rudolph a little bit more because I feel like at any given notice, I think Rudolph can jump in and be able to run with the first team seamlessly. Well, let's hope you're right. I do too. Um, so breaking off of that, nothing really on the Tennessee Titans side of things except for the fact that Ryan Tannehill is their best quarterback. How Ryan Tannehill is, is far and few between – Better than Marcus Mariota right now. It's I don't insane. understand. I don't understand how you have two. You had one All-Pro left tackle working with you, protecting your blind side. You have a decent running yep. game. I understand your weapons to pass with aren't necessarily the greatest, but at the same time, Mariota at least has shown a willingness to be a franchise quarterback within the first couple of years. But then ever since, it's just like it plateaued at some point. Yeah, I mean, Tannehill obviously was with the Dolphins forever, and he left. And, and he left to battle for this Titans job because they are not sold on Mariota after their four or five years with him. And gets stem cell um, treatment. Well, he did that offshore. I know. He didn't leave to go to the Titans to do that. I know, but he did leave the Dolphins, go get stem cell treatment, and then compete yeah, but for the he, Titans job. He didn't join the <laughs> Titans to get stem cell surgery. I know, but part of it was because of the fact that he left the Dolphins, got stem cell, and now is competing for the Titans job. So that's what I'm saying. All right, Greg. <laughs> Wherever you want to throw that nugget of information, just keep tossing them in there. Stem cells, man. They're um, going to become the new PEDs. How are they? I feel like it. Yeah? Yeah. They could get banned? Yeah, I feel like they could. I mean, I feel like they could ban anything. Stem cells are such a weird... I don't even know what they are. I don't either, but I, if Ryan Tannehill becomes a Pro Bowl quarterback this year from it, I blame stem cells. Ryan Tannehill stem cells. <laughs> and what was it? It was a Swiss bank or something that had the stem cells or something? I guess, man. I, I, don't, I don't know. It's one of the craziest stories I think I've ever heard. Yeah, I don't know. From the Cayman Islands. Like, oh, that's what... Whatever, they, man. Yeah, get whatever. To each his own, man. Get get yourself more cells. Get your you know get it all settled. <laughs> Just get all care. the cells. At this point, you get all the cells. <laughs> um, so let's branch away from that. Some other big news that has some fantasy implications. Obviously, is the torn ACL of Texans running back Lamar Miller. What does that mean for football? Well, that means that they probably should not have cut Deontay Foreman. Nope. Um, even though Deontay Foreman is on the IR for the Colts right now, but then you get to the situation that they really only have Duke Johnson Jr., who they got from the Cleveland Browns because Duke Johnson wanted to be out of Cleveland. He's not a three-down back. No. He's barely a good running back, in my opinion. I think he's a decent pass catcher. but He, he's, he shows spurts of being a dynamic player, but at the same yeah. time, I would not trust him to be a full-time back for them. No, not at all. Which says a lot, especially when they went out randomly. And this wasn't announced to the press. It was just in like a random conversation that apparently Jai is now the quarterback for yeah, the Texans. this wasn't running back. What? 
Running back for the Texans. What did I say? Quarterback. My bad. Running <laughs> <Sorry. back. laughs> um, Yeah, so it was dropped like during the Steelers game. And I don't, there was no major announcement. There was nothing. But they were just like, yeah, and JJ just signed with them. Which I don't know if they're waiting or why no one's ran with the storyline. It was just a random, or maybe the guy meant to say that JJ should sign with them. But they said that now that JJ has signed with the Texans. But anyways, they have two decent backups, but neither of them are going to be fantasy relevant. It's mm-hmm. Buddy something, and, and I forget the other name. I, they're flyers at this point, but the Texans never have a premier running game anyways. Mm-hmm. So I'm not really that concerned about it. I'm more concerned with Deshaun Watson's inability um, to stay healthy this year if yep. they don't have some running back help. Because he can run, he can throw, he's a franchise quarterback, and if you don't get him running back help, he's going to get pummeled. I cannot remember the last time that the Texans had a all-pro caliber left tackle protecting someone. I think they got some guy from the Seahawks, I think, maybe to protect him at some point. I can't oh. remember off the top of my head. but Like right now? No, like a couple of years ago, I'm pretty sure, to protect him. But honestly, this, this season is going to make or break with Deshaun Watson. I Deshaun Watson is— I think he already made— Make or break with you're saying their whole season depends on him, or his he is a make or break guy. I, I think their season depends on okay, Deshaun that's, Watson. Okay. Playing. They just signed Matt Khalil, uh, who oh. had retired and then came back. Ooh, I don't know how that's gonna work out, but we'll see. Um, yeah, no, I, I think their whole uh, yeah, it's how far can Deshaun Watson take them? It's also it is uh, Karen Higgin Jr. was the one name, but Josh Ferguson and Buddy Howell are both there as well. Karen mm-hmm. Higgin. Was a guy that they said was gonna be the dark horse. I, yeah, they're all undraftable for me. Yeah, JJ is not on the depth chart yet, even though it's unofficial. But you would think that they would at least have something about it. So. Yeah, I don't know, man. I mean, I picked him up in fantasy because I. Had I mean, a did spot it actually and... did it have Houston next to his name when you picked him up, or? No. Huh. JJ. It says JJ un- remains unsigned. I don't know. That's really weird. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I don't know why JJ isn't signed anywhere yet. That dude can still run the rock. I think running backs are gonna become the. The new thing with quarterbacks used to be how quarterbacks took so long to sign because they were waiting for an injury in camp. I think that's just going to become the new thing with running backs because there's just a glut. Well, I wonder if JJ had offers. You know what I mean? Like, Mm. obviously, it's something that we just won't find out or know about. Maybe we can Google into Reddit rumors. But I I really wonder if JJ ever had offers or if this is another case of, like, we'll just wait and see. Where was he last year before? Eagles. He was with the Eagles? Okay. Yeah. He was with the Eagles. Um, and he played pretty decent, but then, you know, they didn't resign him. And Yeah. I I don't know. I'd be willing to bet that he might not have gotten a lot of offers on the market just for the fact that there were so many running backs that I think teams looked at in the draft and kind of thought, we'll just replace from within essentially now. Yeah. I, I, I really think that this is going to become a recurring thing now where running backs, if you hit the open market, I mean, you're kind of screwed. Yeah. I mean, realistically, though, there are teams that don't have a good running back. In my mind, realistically, that, like, there are JJ would be a better option in Tampa, maybe than Ronald Jones and Peyton Barber. Right. I mean, he would be a good backup in Jacksonville, where they have Alfred Blue as their current backup. Ooh. He would maybe be a good back. I mean, the the Colts were an interesting one at first, but they like Marlon Mack a lot, so I'm not riding on that one. Too much. But like, there's teams that could use a running back of his caliber. Colts have like three running backs now, so like I don't yeah, even know I if mean, they should. Well, it was back when there wasn't any pressure for or there wasn't any point for Marlon Mack to be considered anything but the starter but I mean I'm not a big I I don't love their running backs like I think Marlon Mack's okay I'm not crazy about the guy but anyways um Texans down running back they probably have to sign somebody or do something just because their current core will not get the job done yeah 
Honestly, I mean, if you're in a PPR league and you think about maybe going for Duke Johnson, I, w- I personally wouldn't go against it, but I would definitely wait till double-digit rounds to even consider it. I mean, I, I'm, I'm snagging him because he's the only thing there. Like, I, I don't know exactly what his ADP is now, but it has to have gone up. Someone's going to take him sooner than they should, and I just, yeah. I'm just i not a Duke Johnson guy. Just like my been. keeper league, I'm pretty sure someone took him in the seventh round at the for really the, early. For the six-pen league, like a few years ago, we were at Redbeard's watching a game. And Frank and Seckley, two friends of the show, just needed, I think, three more points. And the Browns were on the five-yard line. And Duke Johnson ran a slant and stood in the end zone for two and a half seconds wide open. And they didn't throw him the ball. They threw a corner post that got knocked out and, like, picked off or something. Wow. Like, and it was the funniest thing because he was <laughs> right there. And we could see him on screen. He was wide open, blown coverage. And I think it was Whedon just flat out missed it or something. I was going to say I figured it was Brandon oh, Whedon so who was terrible. trying to throw the football oh, to him. Oh, so terrible. <laughs> Oh, but anyways, let's get to the biggest news. We've got 15 minutes, so we've got to call Smalls for a 10-minute SEC segment, which is what I'm going to call it, just because he's going to hate that. All right, um, I like it. Andrew Luck retires. So mid-game, Adam Schefter, the ballsiest thing on the planet, by the way. Adam Schefter tweets out, Andrew Luck will retire. Yeah. He then tweeted out, Andrew Luck was going to tell his teammates tomorrow, but his agenda has moved up. It's like Schefter, the, the the timeline moved up because you released the news, which like, yeah, you're just doing your job, but like dick move. I'm not willing. I don't know, man. I can't blame Schefter on that. I mean, he's reporting the news. He probably didn't think No, but then to follow up with a tweet saying when Luck was go- – like to play dumb and say Luck was going to tell his teammates tomorrow, but his timeline has moved up. Like, you're the reason his timeline moved up, dude. Why even send that out? Yeah, but clearly something had to get out if he was planning on doing it. I wonder. Well, it's this obsessive culture to be the first to break the news. I'm very intrigued to know who was the one who broke the news to Schefter that came out and said, like, this was going to happen. Because I'm very intrigued by who would have known so far in advance that they would be the ones to say this was his plan, but yet he was actually going to do it tomorrow. It was probably the front office because they wanted the fans to boo him. Oh, dude, just the reaction. I mean, dead ass, I'm serious. The reaction that Andrew Luck got for his retirement was just They wanted the fans to boo him because then it makes the team look better. Like, look, we, we don't need him. It was brutal. You do. He's the seven-year, four-pro-bowl, comeback player of the year in 2018, second most in yards pass in the first six years, and third most in touchdowns in your first six years. We Insane. I mean, we've read articles probably all day so talking stupid. about it. We heard stuff on radio talking about it. There's a very strong opinion whether he was in the right or in the wrong to do it i don't blame him necessarily for wanting to retire to get out when he was young especially because i feel like you know nfl bodies are going to break down eventually and he's already talked and he's talked about uh, all the injuries that he went through and then if you follow his career at all you know he went through like just a brutal list of injuries yeah the only thing i don't agree that there's a reason to look at him and make I don't know. You keep going. With no, no. But I'm saying is I have nothing wrong with him deciding to retire at a young age. I do have a problem with when he decided to do it, though. I mean, there obviously had to have been conversations, and the front office were aware of his ability to retire at any time. And if they weren't aware of that, then they definitely weren't letting him keep the $25 million or right. whatever. Um, but the thing is, the Colts realize that they have arguably the number one backup in the NFL, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, Teddy Bridgewater is a great backup that is in the NFL. Ryan Tano obviously playing better not, and is a backup. Yeah, I was going to say, but, I, thought, I thought you were going to say he had Teddy Bridgewater for a sec. I'm sorry. No, no, no. Yeah, okay. um, but realistically, my favorite backup in the league, and I've been very vocal about it, is I love Jacoby Brissett. I think he, Jacoby Brissett is an NFL starter. 
Uh, they are very comfortable in their situation. They're obviously not as powerful without luck. I think that's clear. But realistically, I think the team's going to be okay. I don't think they're going to be anywhere near what they were going to be, though. No, that's fair. And the thing that I want to stress this, too, is that a lot of people are probably looking at the Colts um, playmakers to not have as great as production as they would have with luck. I, I can understand that. Oh, yeah, completely. 100%. But the thing that I want to stress, too, is that Jacoby Brissett has a much better offensive line protecting him and has much better skill positions to work with than when he was the starter two years ago. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I'm looking at this, and I, I truly think that Jacoby Brissett will have a better run than he did two years ago, and that in turn makes me think that the guys around him will have better runs than he had two years ago. I mean, I didn't like any of the Colts playmakers for fantasy anyways. I not, I don't believe Eric Ebron will have any remote same year because touchdowns oh, are no. the regression. Jack Doyle, I think, is going to be – a top 15 tight end, maybe. I don't want him. Uh, I like Devin Funches for some kind of touchdown work, but that's late flyer. I don't love T.Y. Hilton. He's too boom or bust, even though he's pretty consistently boom, but mm-hmm. he's just too close to it. And Paris Campbell's a rookie. You don't trust those. Yeah. It, it, there's just no one there that makes me excited, especially without luck. I mean, you could do Marlon Mack maybe, just for the fact they're going to rely on him so much more now because maybe they don't want to make Jacoby Brissett be the guy to try to win them a game. If you rely on Marlon yeah, Mack I, I like game, Marlon Mack. He's a good PPR back, but he's he's inconsistent with his health. He really has never been the guy in yeah. the sense of, like, it hasn't been a share cut of some kind. I mean, Nye Hines is is a good running back right. and um jordan wilkins yep. has proven that he can be a decent back I so think, i think they use a lot of little, like two running back situations here. i think the thing that i will say is that the last year when they went on that win streak and marlon mack was actually a very big asset to that win streak because of the fact that he was healthy and that he yeah. was able to run behind a very good o-line that added to his stats and that's why he's kind of looked at so highly this year i don't know if yep. he can necessarily reproduce what he did but at the same time give him a full season of work and if he stays healthy clearly the idea is there to see what he could produce yeah and i think we talked about this in the car i mean the person that everyone should be mad at is Grigson. like imagine having arguably the number one nfl prospect as your number one overall pick and he gets, in his career, four linemen drafted. One was Quentin Nelson, obviously, the two years ago. Mm-hmm. The other three were shit. He is the most hit quarterback his first year, four years into the league. Like, you have a number one overall pick, clearly the best prospect we've seen since Peyton Manning. This dude is going to be good, and you get him zero protection and zero help. Yeah. Pathetic. And we thought David Carr was screwed when he was a Texan. Like, Andrew That's Luck. That's actually a good one. Who's got, who got more screwed, Carr or Luck? I, luck. I mean, yeah, Luck. Because Carr did not have the talent that Luck well, had. And they don't have the excuse of being a new franchise. Like, no. Like, you're just clearly, you don't give a shit. No, they don't. Ryan Grigson absolutely ruined Andrew Luck's career, in our opinion. And I... I'm a big Chris Ballard fan. Ballard at yeah. least did the right thing by trying to build an offensive line to protect Luck, and Luck in turn did not get hit as much as he did last yeah. year. But at the same time, though, the, the amount of wear and tear that was already on his body from the shoulder injury to the lacerated kidney. Well, to, and then you bring up the, the fact that the shoulder injury came from a skiing incident. Oh, yeah, that's true. Like, what? Like, that that whole thing. I remember Pat McAfee talking about it, how he was running around the locker room trying to find, like, the story. Because only certain guys knew, but Luck... He got hurt in football and then was rehabbed and was fine and then hurt his shoulder again skiing and it set his timeline back again. Like, what? You would think that'd be something in his contract like the Drew Brees thing with Can-Am. Yeah, I mean, 
they can't write every they can't take every single thing like KM was a sponsorship right so like i it's i get what you're saying and they're definitely ha- like big ben in his motorcycle he can no mm-hmm. longer ride a motorcycle or maybe he doesn't want to or whatever i mean he almost died from that so yeah. that was like a big reason for that alone yeah um but the realistic thing for me is that what's gonna fall i mean it wasn't that big of a news story in the sense that it was pretty kept under wraps, the skiing injury. But mm-hmm. if I'm a guy and I come out this year and say, say Justin Herbert has the number one greatest college season ever for Oregon, and I have the number one pick, in that contract is going to say, you cannot cut your own carrots. You're not allowed to touch a knife. <laughs> you are not allowed to turn the oven on. You are not allowed to drive a car. <laughs> you, have to, like, like, you have to do these things anymore because there's so much money involved, and that money destroys your franchise if it's oh, wrong. The carrot thing is hilarious because I've heard so many stories about pitchers that like are cutting something and then get like a really bad well, cutter blister on it. The drone guy from Cleveland that was just dripping blood. He got, he got hit in the finger with his drone. He was a pitcher for the Indians. Uh, I think it was Corey Kluber, actually. I think it, I, it was. was in the World Series. Yeah, I, I believe it was. No, Trevor Bauer. Trevor Bauer. Was it? Yeah. Yeah, it was Trevor Bauer. Dude, he was dripping, dripping blood during this game. And you're just sitting there and you're like, why in hell? And you don't think about it at the time. You're like, oh, here comes the drone. Right. I'm making my kid go get that thing. <laughs> Over me, I'm worth 182 whatever million trillion billion dollars. Yeah. You're a kid. You go cut your finger off. You'll be okay because of me. Yeah, I will go. Uh, I'll pay for it. You'll be all fine. We'll stitch it up. I just blows we'll my buy, mind. We'll buy you something really nice, and it'll make all forget about yeah, it. If you cut your arm off, you're still a millionaire kid. Yeah, that's true. Not that bad. <laughs> Anyways, these. I mean, let's talk about some of the guys here though of recent retirement that were too early, quote unquote. I mean, Gronk. Is a big one. Gronk is a huge one. Uh, that's un- like I, we get it because of all the injuries, but it's it's tough. Megatron is just, and I'm gonna find this tweet while we talk about it. Megatron retired. Early. Well, what's crazy about it too? Megatron didn't. I don't think retired from injury though. Megatron like retired. Oh no no no! He just wanted to retire. Yeah, which I which is very strange. With Megatron, it was more so just the idea that he didn't want to play football anymore. Gronk, at least, like with his thing, is I can understand it from the injury perspective because as a tight end, you're forced to do so much um, in a game that it's like I can yeah. understand your body breaking down a lot faster. Um, Trying to find this tweet by NFL Update that named all of the players that retired early. There's definitely some running backs that retired so early. Notable play. Oh, this is just retired this like from last season. Okay. Notable players to retire since the end of last season. Andrew Luck, Gronk, Julius Peppers, Doug Baldwin, Max Unger, Kyle Williams, Jordy Nelson, Holy Nada, Navarro Bowman, Chris Long, Glover Quinn, TJ Lang, Adam Jones, Brian Aragbo, Jeremy Macklin, Phil Dawson, Derek Morgan, Josh Sitton. That's a list. That's a strong list. And, like, not all of those are, like, and I'm going to see if I can find this other tweet. Not all of them are, like, guys that should have been retiring. They're, like, maybe, all right, Jeremy Macklin probably should retire. (laughs) Just throwing it out there. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, some of the line inside, it's just it, the wear and tear is no longer. Yeah. Once you get your money, people are okay with jumping out. Like, Doug Bowen went through two knee surgeries, and he, and he retired. I think he's 31 or something like that. Like, he was still pretty young. Um, Where is this tweet? Navarro Bowman had a hell of a career. He oh, was, so good. Him and, him and Patrick Willis are some of the best linebackers I think I ever saw, and they got out early. Yeah, Patrick Willis is a big one. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't find it. I'm going to do one last check. There are some guys I remember that retired four after four years of playing the NFL. I think another guy that played for the Niners. Name's escaping me, though. Um, 
I can't remember. It always seems like there's at least one surprise retirement during the year because it's like your body breaks down on you or yeah. something like that. But Andrew Luck was not one we were expecting. I thought AB would retire before Andrew Luck, of all people. I really wish I would have, in hindsight, made a prop bet on that. I thought Tony, Tom Brady was going to retire before Oof. That just kind of speaks volumes to a lot of guys that are able to stay around for so long. Ben, Eli, Phil, Tom, Drew Brees. I mean, Brees, there's no reason Drew Brees should be able to throw anything with his shoulder. Yeah, It's insane. I'm amazed that it's still even attached this long. He threw it so many times initially in New Orleans. I'm amazed it still fell off. That's what happens when you get a decent running game to end your career with. Well, yeah, and actually Drew Brees has been dying down in his throwing production because Mm -hmm. the team's actually been good. Um, which is awesome for me. But, hey, we got four minutes till I call Smalls. Uh, let's do a little college football. So we watched Florida. We watched Miami. Um, we were both happy to see Florida win because of the ACC. Mm-hmm. But all in all, it wasn't the worst game I've ever seen. No, it was actually very competitive. Dan Mullen looks like he is at home in Florida. I think yeah. he's going to do big things there. Seeing how terrible the Miami offensive line is made me very happy as a Pitt fan. Um, I like their quarterback, Jaron Williams. I think okay. he was. I think he was solid. Not Tate Martell. No, not Tate Martell. <laughs> he didn't make any dumb decisions on the field. I think he put his team in position to win a game. Unfortunately, he just got he got sacked six times, which yep. obviously is a downfall, no matter how you look at it. Uh, the Florida O line. How would it be a positive thing? What do you mean? You said is a downfall, no matter how you look at it. How would being sacked six times be I was it? trying to be a fancy wordsmith, and it came out incorrectly. <laughs> That's what happens. Oh, our quarterback got sacked six times. Yeah. Awesome. Mm. The only people that said that were Andrew Luck's coaches. Yeah. He only got sacked six times. Awesome. <laughs> Clowns. No, I'm, but I mean, the rest of the offense, I, I mean, nothing really wowed me other than the fact that I was just happy to see college football again. Yeah, like real, actual, real functioning football. football. Uh-huh. Um, Hawaii beat Arizona. So Brooksy shattered his parlay on both accounts. How did Kalute look? I actually didn't see. Why would you call me out like that? I don't know. I thought you would have watched it after I left. Hell no. (laughs) No, me and Brooksy played uh, Xbox. Oh, nice. Um, So no, did not watch it. Uh, Other big news this year, though, I do want to talk a little bit about just some of the quarterbacks that we will see in the draft. Mm -hmm. Um, The biggest one in my mind is Justin Fields out of Ohio State. I ride or die with this kid. This kid is amazing. Is he actually eligible for the draft? No, 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 no. But I'm just saying quarterbacks that are going to be popular and talked about. No. Okay. He is a second year because last year was his rookie right, year right, Georgia right, right. and he yeah. got beat up by Jake Fromm. Um, but the kid is named Ohio State starter. This is the best quarterback in my mind. Uh, Dwayne Haskins was very good at quarterback. Right. Um, but I think this is going to be one of the best quarterbacks Ohio State's had. You think this will um, be the most dynamic quarterback they've ever had? He is the best quarterback. And I, I'm, what I mean by that is that Braxton Miller and R.J. Barrett and Cardell Jones was actually – I mean, Cardell Jones was tearing it up for the Chargers right. in preseason. Terrell Loki. Pryor. Um, put Terrell up. Pryor, yeah. Um, but, no, I, I love Dwayne Haskins there, and he threw for 50, 50 tutties. But, like, Justin Fields is an NFL quarterback now, and mm-hmm. the kid still has years. Um, other big names, obviously, Tua and Trevor Lawrence will be talked about. Yeah. Obviously not for this draft uh, so much with Trevor. But Tua's eligible this year, right? Yes. Uh, two other guys that a lot of people are going to look at. Um, you're going to see Joe Burrow from LSU. Uh, necessarily didn't have yeah. the best season last year, but in his bowl game appearance, uh, he absolutely lit up UCF. Um, then you also have uh, Sam Ellinger for Texas. I hate him. Yeah, I I don't see what the big, big deal what the big deal about Ellinger is, but at the same time, it's Texas. So uh, two more names: Jalen Hurts and Justin Herbert. 
Mm-hmm. I don't believe Hurts is going to be the greatest NFL quarterback, but he'll maybe get a look. Yeah. If Trace got drafted, <laughs> Jalen Hurts will get drafted. Anything's possible. Also, Jacob Eason, starting uh-huh. in Washington, forced the sophomore from Washington to transfer, which is ridiculous because I still think that you would get the starting job after Eason this year because Eason's easily going to Where the did he draft. Tra- didn't he transfer somewhere good or he not? Was from, he was the original starter at Georgia and then got injured, and then Jake Fromm took over for him. No, 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 no. The guy at Washington that transferred away. I don't think okay, he, that's yeah, who. Yeah, yeah it, it, he was, it was just announced he entered the transfer portal gotcha. this past season, which, um, which is dumb. I mean, to me, because I, if you know Jacob Eason's coming in, the odds are he's going to be the starter. If you stick it out for another year, yeah, you're but you probably, can't stick it out for another year. That's that's a year of no tape and no name out there and a smaller chance of getting to the draft. That's fair. You know what I mean? But if you have the faith in your production and your ability to lead an offense and be a good quarterback, then clearly it'll be but fine. No, it won't be fine. That's a, that's a full year of no tape. But that's also a full year that you're not going to be able to play because if you enter the transfer portal, you're not going to go – you you might be waiting on eligibility for that point. Yeah, but so say, say that Washington's quarterback doesn't go to the draft. That's two years of no tape and no. I, I think Jay, I think Easton's going to the draft. Yeah, but if he doesn't, is what I'm saying. There's possibilities. I'd enter the portal too. Screw that. Well, that's fair. Let's give Smalls a call. Smalls is our uh, lackluster NCAA analyst. He's a Penn Stater guy, so watch out. Yeah. Hide your br- wives. Should I bring up the the new scandal to him? We will it's... towards the end of it. Yeah. It's just gonna be a 15 minute segment. Let's see what we got. I'm intrigued to see his opinion about that. Yo, what's up, Smalls? You're live with us, brother. How's it going? What's going on, boys? How you doing? Good, man. Long time no talk. How's DC? Uh, busy as shit, man, but you know, just getting on. Just getting on. Good, brother. So we actually just started talking about some of the quarterbacks going on in college football right now. Who's your favorite that doesn't go to Penn State? Because I know you're a homer. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I'm a big time homer. Um... (laughs) Really? Yeah, a little bit. Like, I think like he has the talent. It's whether or not the team around him is going to be good enough. It's that offensive line that I think is going to be the issue of anything. Um, and his numbers actually regressed last year. Um, but he does have the talent, and I actually think he can put up a pretty goddamn good year. It, you know, as long as he has the talent around him. But I think that's. I think him. Jalen Hurts, man, all that, uh, all that experience with Lincoln Riley. Um, I, I think those two guys are kind of the guys that I'm kind of keeping my eye on. Uh, what about for underclassmen? Are there, I know those guys are basically both going to be draft eligible. Are there any underclassmen at quarterback that you're excited about this year? And you can even, you know, talk about Penn State if you'd like to. I guess. Hmm. Okay. Um, <laughs> um, um, well, obviously you got to talk about Trevor Lawrence. Uh, Trevor Lawrence, you know, sh- sunshine. Uh, probably, I don't want to say college football's anointed one, but it seems like he's all but uh, been given that title. Um, I mean, if we're going to throw Penn State in the mix, Sean Clifford, I think, is actually going to have a really big year. Greg just shook um, his head and said, oh, God. I mean, dude, you can say whatever you want, but he uh, he's, he chased Tommy Stevens out of town, and... I mean, Thomas Stevens was pretty much named the starter going into the year, and they liked Clifford so much that they chased Stevens out of town. So, I mean, between those guys, um, 
Greg, you can say things, Greg. It's a podcast. You're allowed to talk. Dude, he's the starter at Mississippi State, though. So, like, Why I... Why would you whisper that to me, first off? I'm just, like, I'm blown away by the idea of chasing someone out of town when he's going to be the starter in an SEC school. Yeah, exactly. So he chased a guy that's an SEC starting caliber out. Yeah, what's your point? That's just ridiculous to me. Why is that ridiculous? I don't know. It just... Yeah, I actually kind of agree with Smalls on this one. If I beat you out, Greg, and you leave, and you are now the in, instant starter at an SEC school, mm-hmm. that means that I'm better than a starter in an SEC school. Did he actually beat him out in camp, though? In all honesty, because I don't follow Penn State, so I really would like to know if he actually did beat him out, or Tommy Stevens was just like, I'm going to go to Joe Moorhead, where he could actually help me and improve my ability to become an NFL quarterback. No, it was. actually just being that much better and faster Clifford has a faster 40 time than Tracy Sorley which is kind of nuts and he's not even really known as a mobile quarterback but I mean that's what Tommy Stevens is he's a mobile quarterback and Clifford has a much better arm than Stevens not only that uh, Stevens like he stayed an extra year he could have transferred a year ago he didn't because he definitely thought he was going to be the starter and then the way he saw camp going he's like nah, i think i'm probably better off just transferring down to or just anywhere else he didn't pick mississippi state right off the bat but i mean that's he saw he saw what the coaches were seeing with clifford and that's why he transferred so smalls obviously you're you're you know we make fun of you for it but you're the big penn state guy around here um, we have one year with Saquon Barkley, one year with Miles Sanders. Is there another guy that's actually going to break out this year as a you know draft candidate where it actually means something, or is there going to be kind of like a competition to see who the guy is at the running back position for Penn State? Um, they have a few guys. So freshman Noah Kane, uh, he's from IMG Academy in Florida. He's an absolute stud. You're allowed to gr- um, hold on one sec, Greg. What? You just whispered he's good again. I'm. Just be like, yeah, that dude's awesome. I'm letting Smalls talk. I know, but you... <laughs> Calm down, man. He's whispering to I'm me. I'm letting Smalls talk. Calm down. Oh, my God, Craig. Go ahead, Smalls. Um, so, Noah Kane, obviously, he's expected to play a pretty, uh, pretty big role. Ricky Slade's a guy that actually got a lot of playing time last year. You got guys like Journey Brown, um, who I don't really think... He's not going to be... Yes. A starter or anything, but if I were to guess, it'd probably be either Kane or uh, Ricky Slade. Who I, they're probably not. I'm not going to say that they're going to be the best rusher in the Big Ten, but I mean, for as young as they are, I think they're going to have like really good years and actually turn a lot of heads. Where do you stand on the ACC being the best conference because we have Clemson? Um, I think that's horseshit because yeah, but Clemson won the national, so we're the best. Okay, they might have the best team. That doesn't mean they're the best conference. Well, our best team would beat up your best team. Okay. So we're the best. Again, like, the mo- are we talking best conference or most competitive conference? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, uh, we're, we're better than you. I still don't know if I agree with that, dude, because look at that. All right, you have, you have Clemson and Syracuse, if they can follow up with what they did last year. No, we have more than two teams. Well. It's a whole. The ACC is a whole conference. There's a bunch of teams in there. Okay. Okay. So, t- show me another team that's actually good. 
that's actually good? Yeah. Uh, Pitt had Nathan Peterman. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, that is a good point. <laughs> <laughs> All right, a little, a little back on track, though. <laughs> so I, 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 I just want to ask, Trace, did you watch his starts? <laughs> really, um, hey, hey, that's okay. I'm not. I wasn't here saying that he was going to be an NFL starter. I thought he was going to be an NFL quarterback. And look what he did. His, you know, third game. Like he put up over 200 yards, 16 for 24, two touchdowns with a rushing touchdown. He looked really good. Um, obviously it's preseason, so you can yeah take that however you want. But he did, actually did look really good. And so. you, you did, you're a man of your word. You did draft Trace McSorley in the Thoughts of the Bench League, so. I had to. I had him queued up. <laughs> I had him queued up. Like, I had to. You called me out for it, and I wasn't going to, I wasn't going to yeah, do it. Yeah, man. Um, so. Yeah, I, I had to. I had to. Greg, give me another college question for Smalls while we still got him. Mm, no, I'm just looking at it. So, from Penn State's perspective, I mean, what would you say would be an ideal finish for you this year because looking at your division this year you got Ohio State coming back Michigan people are saying is probably the best this is Harbaugh's ever had Michigan State looks like they're on the rebound too I mean what would you say is a realistic projection for you guys this year um, I, if I'm thinking best case just because so the thing is our defense is actually I think it's going to be one of the best in the country um between Micah Parsons and uh, you two uh, gross monsters, you have two guys that are um, probably, I mean, at least in the All-American conversation. Um, you yeah. know, we had two linebackers on the, um, the whatever award that is uh, for best linebacker. They were on the watch list to start the year. It's the Buckus, right? Dick Buckus. Yeah, yeah, the Buckus. Yeah, I was going to say that as a joke, but that's actually what it's called. <laughs> yeah. yeah um, it's the greatest name like, in sports. Dick Buckus. <laughs> um, no, I mean, I don't think that if anything, it's going to be just the the inexperience on the offense. You yeah, know, a first year starter with Clifford, I think he's going to be good. I think I think he could be really good, but um, the wide receivers are going to have to have a big year. If anything, I'm thinking I'm thinking best case ten and two is my projection. Um, wow. Yeah, I mean, I I'm not. Some people are picking on the being the you know to go to the playoff. I I don't see that. Yeah. Um, just because I mean their division's too tough. I, I I think we might have a shot against Ohio State this year and this year only, just because it is you know Ryan Day's first first year as a head coach. Um, but I mean next few years are going to be rough. But Michigan, I without uh without John Har- or sorry Jim Harbaugh calling this they're interchangeable in all seriousness uh, they're yeah the at this point yeah, yeah I might as well go just with say them. Harbaugh and we I, no one knows the <laughs> other one yeah um uh, I mean now that he's not calling the plays on offense yeah. they actually could make the playoff which is incredible but um I can't believe they went this long without doing it they haven't finished above second in the division Wow. I think they finished second last year, but before that, he had been there what like five years. They hadn't finished above third. In that who? who um, so realistically, we can all sit here and say that Alabama and Clemson; those are going to be one and two going into the season. But let's just say that right now, Georgia comes out as the third team going into the playoffs. Who is your dark horse candidate right now, Smalls? Who do you? Uh, maybe not even dark horse. Who do you see as that fourth team if we eliminate Georgia, Bama, and Clemson? 
getting into the playoffs this year? I mean, you got to look at Oklahoma, obviously. Um, uh, I mean, I don't think – I think Washington is going to have kind of a – I don't want to say a letdown here, but I think they're going to regress a little bit. Yeah. Um, I think, again, Oregon, that's one of those things where if, if Herbert has a good O-line, they have a shot. Um, but as of right now, I think Oklahoma's just been too good. With, and then with Jalen Hurts, uh, just with all that experience, man, I don't really see anyone else sneaking in with that fourth spot. I don't think Notre Dame's going to, you know, be that great. Um, yeah. I don't know. I, 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 I definitely think Oklahoma would be my fourth pick there. But. One uh, one last question before I kick you off, Smalls. I, I want to know... Your opinion is on uh, Ohio State having Justin Fields. Are you familiar with the kid? Oh, I'm very familiar with the kid, yes. So I've watched QB1 recently on Netflix, yeah. and I'm obsessed with this kid. And I just said that I think he's the best quarterback they've ever had um, in the era that I've started watching football. And I, I love Dwayne Haskins. He threw for 50 tutties. I think the dude's going to be awesome. But Fields, is he's hes the real deal in my mind. Do you believe that? Um, you know, he had a lot of hype coming out of of high school um the fact that he didn't come in and win the job like jake Fromm is an incredible leader i I think he might be one of the best quarterbacks in this year's uh draft but he didn't greg loves him that job like lawrence came in and stole kelly Bryant's job yep fields didn't do that and i'm not saying that fields you know i mean fields is he's gonna be good he didn't look that great in Ohio State spring game. He he struggled a little bit. Um, I I think he can. He'll be he'll be good. I he's not going to be Hassan's good. I mean, I don't know. He was good enough to uh, chase uh, uh, Tate Martell into being yep. a wide receiver. So you know. <laughs> <laughs> so there is that. But um, no, man, he'll be good. I, I think they might take a small step back this year without Urban Meyer, but, I mean, he'll still put up pretty good numbers. Yeah. Greg, any other questions for Smalls while you have him on? No, no, no questions. Just uh, good luck to you this season, man, and uh, I'm so happy college football's back, as I am glad that you are as well. Uh, 100%, 100%. Hey, Greg, um, am I going to see you in Happy Valley uh, week three? I, I don't know, cause uh, I might be at uh, I might be at Chubka's too with uh, some loyal Pitt fans of mine for that game. Yeah, and so Greg doesn't like schools that have back to back scandals. Yeah, so. really. Uh, we're not gonna get into that. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> we, we don't need that. I'm just gonna stick. I'm gonna stick to positive. Stick okay? to the facts. Stick to positive. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Smart man, yeah. Smalls. Mm, all right, boys. All right, brother. Thank you so much for being on, buddy. I'll talk to you soon. Yeah. Peace. He cracks me up. Uh, that sucks. He, he knew up. we were going to ask yep. about it, too. I told you we'd finish it. I knew that you wanted to like throw it in there somehow. Just so. just like a little drop Now, somehow. where did you say you are going to be with Pit people? I will be at Chupka's 2. What is that? That is a bar down Southside. It is where Vo and I were at the last time that they played at Happy Valley, and it's also where uh, we are going to try to clear Vo's conscience. Where is that game at? It's at Happy Valley. Or, excuse me, where is that bar at in Southside? Um, so it'll you know where the White Eagle is. Yeah. So I actually do. I don't know. I, so, I see so, that sign. It's by the library, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. so Chupka's is about two buildings down from the library. What's it look like? 
It's very like unassuming, honestly. Okay, yeah. So, yeah, like if, you I, ever... if there's a bar that I haven't heard of, it's kind of yeah, Chupka's too. <laughs> yeah, Wait, it's called Two. Yeah, it's on the same block. Yeah, it's almost right next to Archie's. I'm pretty sure. What's the name of that like independent building that's like colorful that just sits by itself? It's a bar. Oh, it says Cafe. Are you a cafe guy? Maybe. That's funny. Um, no, there's a bar like right. Whatever. whatever, whatever. <laughs> but yeah. Um, but yeah. Last time we were there was uh, when they played against when they played at Penn State. It was when they broke out the white jerseys with the gold pants. Oh, pretty. But uh, no, we made Voa degenerate that day because uh, he skipped out on his tab. Oh wow! Why would you promote that? I don't know. Just to be a jerk. <laughs> you made him leave. Well, we we nudged him to do it we didn't why? we didn't tell him to we just say why did you say why we say we just put the thought in his head that he could and he acted on it yeah but did you guys all pay yeah i paid so why him just was it taking a long time or it was taking a long time no one took any of his information and it was very crowded and okay yeah terrible people i guess really um we were we were sad and depressed that day, man. Like he could have done anything at that point. That's terrifying. Jeez, <laughs> um, Greg. All right. So, anyways, let's get into some fantasy football talk with the let's last couple minutes we have here. Um, realistically, I want to say that I think my team shatters everyone else in the thoughts of the bench league. We had the draft this Saturday, guys. I don't. I can't even put it up here because it's going to lag a little bit. So let's go phone. All right. I don't believe that any team is anywhere near mine, Greg. I think, yeah, I mean, you got Aaron Rodgers in the sixth round, so. Okay, yeah. I'm trying to talk shit. I'm just like, saying, man. When you're in a league with someone, we've been in leagues in and out, Greg. I need you to talk some shit. I need you to talk some shit. I need you to, I need you to do that for me. Do I have to? Do, yes. <laughs> you have to talk smack. I'm not really a shit talker. Don't swear on the show. I don't know. So, I will read both our teams out. Okay. I picked from the fifth spot. Mm-hmm. Greg picked from the fourth spot. Third. Right? Third spot. Even yeah. better. Deke's team is quarterback Aaron Rodgers. Sixth round. Normally, I don't get the high quarterbacks, but he's sitting there at six. It was too good for it. Which, by the, which by the way, I must mm-hmm. say, for the, for the fact that this was a 14-team league, it went very smoothly. Yeah. Yeah, 14, first fourteen. A lot of us have done. Mm-hmm. Uh, me, Greg, and Brooksy watched it downstairs, which is where the news broke for Andrew Luck, and it was very funny. Mm-hmm. Uh, my running backs: Devontae Freeman, Damian Williams, starting wide receivers: DeAndre Hopkins, Mike Williams, starting tight end: Evan Ingram, flex: Robbie Anderson. I, I love Latavius Murray and Matt Breda as my backups. I do. I feel too. very confident in them. I do too, because I feel like Kamara will get like some sort of hamstring issue, and then Bra- well, yeah, I think Breda is tech. I feel like Breda is going to end up being the starter. I, I think they they're going to try to make him the starter, but it's in my mind. There's no doubt that Tevin Coleman is the best back on that team. He's the best back, uh, but I, it doesn't mean he will necessarily start or he'll live up to the best potential. To be fair, so I also have Golden Tate who is suspended, obviously, but number one target when he's out. Jalen Samuels, Mohamed Sanu, Kirk Cousins, and Malcolm Brown, who uh, I firmly believe to be the handcuff to Todd Gurley. Yeah. Let's go to Greg's team. Yeah, D'Angelo Henderson went early really. Yeah, I even yeah. dropped him in my Kiski League recently for JHI just to try some things out. Yeah, because like in my Keeper League with like 10 people, he went in, I believe, the 13th round? So you do have a, you do have a very solid team, Greg. You have quarterback Russell Wilson. Running backs Alvin Kamara and Miles Sanders, which Kamara going to three. 
Yeah. Amazing. But you could add McCaffrey. Amazing. Yeah, Keenan sure. Allen, T.Y. Hilton at wide receiver. Greg Olson, your guy at tight end. And Allen Robinson at the flex. I question Sanders, but if that's the only thing I have to question on your roster, not bad. I, I don't love Greg Olson, but you that, do. I know, but that's why I handcuffed Jordan Howard with him because my trail of thought is one of them will start off as the starter and then yep. will probably take the reins the way to go. Greg's, uh, Greg's backup. His bench right now is A.J. Green, great guy on the bench. Jordan Howard, Peyton Barber, James Washington, Albert Wilson, Debo Samuel, and you handcuffed another wide receiver in Paris Campbell. Yeah, I drafted Hilton and Paris Campbell before the Andrew Luck news broke, so I was pretty pissed about <laughs> I love that. that so yeah, much. Yeah, I was really pissed about that. Um, if this was a keeper league, I, I would have been very happy with Debo Samuel and Paris Campbell late. Just like in my other keeper league, I got Debo Samuel, Justice Hill, and D.K. Metcalf. Yeah, I, I, you love Debo Samuel. I you do. You think he's the real deal. Bro, I watched him at South Carolina just yep. pour up defenses with mediocre quarterback play, and he is dynamic. And I think giving him the opportunity to go in a San Francisco offense that I personally don't trust Dante Pettis to be a number one receiver, to be honest with you. I think Debo Samuel is much more talented, and I think he will eventually work his way into becoming a consistent threat there. Don't hate that. I'm trying to find some other teams that we can really uh, highlight. I mean, Can Ryan, we please highlight those? Yeah. Vaux actually doesn't have the worst team ever. Ryan Votash, quarterback Carson Wentz, running backs Todd Gurley and Leonard Fournette, wide receiver Julian Edelman, Larry Fitzgerald, and Dante Moncrief, tight end Jordan Reed, which that is suspect. Mm-hmm. Bench, Dak Prescott, Royce Freeman, Michael Gallup. He has the Patriots defense on the bench. He has another kicker on the bench. He has Justice Hill and Jarek McKinnon. He got auto-drafted, basically. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, you know, it is what it is. Uh, the the ranking has decent team. Austin Moorhead has Mitch Trubisky, Christian McCaffrey, Philip Lindsay, Amari Cooper, Tyler Boyd, Zach Ertz, and Marvin Jones Jr. I mean, that's a great starting court right I there. I feel like Philip Lindsay is – it's weird. Yeah, you He's, like him. It Philip yeah. Lindsay is in this weird is in this weird scenario for me because it's like I feel like his draft spot is too low, but I also feel like he is going to regress this year. I mean, there's a reason you draft Royce Freeman as high as you do. Like I understand that Philip Lindsay had the job last year, but Royce was hurt, and Freeman isn't just. He's one of the most productive college running backs we've ever seen. Right. And I believe that that dude gets the starting job this year. But it's really hard for me to say that Philip Lindsay is going to let go of a starting job when he made a Pro Bowl last year. No, no, no. I agree with you. It just comes down to the fact that something's mm-hmm. going to happen, and they have to try yeah. Royce Freeman. Actually, and, not even Pro Bowl. He was the first, I think, undrafted free agent ever. To ever make Pro to, Bowl in their to first make, year. To make Pro Bowl, and I think he was all pro. Mm-hmm. I think. No, he had a great year. I'm not hating on it. And it's a great story, and I like the kid. I just firmly believe that Royce Freeman is a very talented running back, and you can't hide talent. Yeah. Um, kind of tis what it is at that point. <laughs> yeah, I, I think this draft went much better than I thought it was. There's not really too many teams that were awful. I, I No, do... no, yeah, it's pretty balanced. I mean, Benny Bucket's team had no running backs, but he recently picked up, uh, I believe it was Frank Gore and Adrian Peterson. So I do want to read Benny Bucket's team just because uh, – actually, there's another team I want to read too. Okay. Which is Josh Elsass's. Oh, uh, the best ball match. So let's man. go into Benny Bucket's. Cam Newton, James White, Lamar Miller, who's out for the year, which he still hasn't dropped, so that's weird. I, he probably hasn't paid attention no, to No, he has because he put waiver claims in. Mm, okay. Uh, Tyree Kill, Juju Smith-Schuster, Cooper Cup, Vance McDonald. I like everything except for the terrible, terrible running backs. I like his receivers a lot, actually. Yeah, but let me read you the names of the actual players that can go in the flex on his bench. Okay. Eric Ebron, Andy Isabella, Adrian Peterson, Frank Gore. He also has Josh Rosen, Tom Brady, and the Chargers defense. Ooh. 
auto-correct. Yeah, he's or gonna, auto-draft he, will he's screw He's going to have to drop some guys, yeah. And then we get to Josh Elsass, which I believe is Team Tom. Yeah, how's Tom Gary and who Tom was supposed to be drafting yeah. for him? Hysterical. So who were the three teams that he went with his best ball? Logic? I couldn't even tell you. Oh, wow. Okay, so one of them was Indianapolis. Oh. <laughs> oh so Josh's mentality with fantasy is to do best ball. You find three teams that are at the top ten teams, and you pick who has the easiest schedules. I believe this year it was, I want to say it was Eagles, Colts, Browns. Yeah, it was Eagles, Colts, Browns. Um, he has Matt Ryan, Nick Chubb, Marlon Mack, Odell Beckham Jr., Alshon Jeffery, Mark Andrews from Baltimore, who I actually like, and Sammy Watkins. His bench, Naeem Hines, Deshaun Jackson, Devin Funches, Kyler Murray, Kareem Hunt, Justin Jackson, DJ Chark. I like the Kareem Hunt pickup, honestly. Yeah, I don't. I, he, you're not going to use he, him until week eight. He has both Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt, though. Yeah, but you're not going to use him until week eight. You're really going to waste a roster spot on a guy you won't be able to use for eight seasons. And by the time Josh realizes his crap team is not good, Kareem <laughs> Hunt will not help him that's at all. Um, that's why I'm against Kareem Hunt mm-hmm. in these situations. But, oh, wow. Tom doesn't even have a quarterback in. All right, whatever. That's funny. I love that league. I'm excited for that league to get started. I got two more drafts coming up. Two on Thursday, one on the or two on Thursday, one over the weekend. So I got one more on Monday, and then I'm done. Good. Yeah. All right, guys. Thank you so much for tuning into Two Beers Deep audio podcast version. We'll be live Thursday on the Facebook page, and then on the like 12th, I think we're back live at Scratch, which is in two weeks. Yes. Yes, you are correct. 12th will be our live show from Scratch from Beverage. Booyah. I will be back in the saddle again, and Josh will We had not a good be show without me. you. I, I heard you. It was very, very yeah. good. So, yeah, props to Josh <laughs> for being able to replace me. He texted me in St. Louis and said that he didn't think he could handle my seat. I said, there's no way. You no, had he's just kissing good. ass. I know. All right, guys. Thank you so much for tuning in to Two Beers Deep. We'll catch you later. Bye. Hey. No. 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 No.